G'day everyone and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Coates, thank you so much for listening. And this week I have no guest, it's just me. And I'm going to have a much shorter episode this week for two reasons. One, there's not a whole lot coming out in the movies. Um, the Oscar, like a lot of the Oscar movies that I haven't seen, they don't come out till mid to late February. And the ones that are coming out now just don't interest me at all. I'm trying to watch a few on DVD, but like I'm trying to get ready for uni. And I'm finding it hard to find the time to watch the movies. And another reason is it's fucking hot today. Like, it got to 42 degrees, and I'm recording this at about 7 o'clock at night, and it's still like 37 degrees, and I don't want to spend too much time in this little hot box shed because I'm, I'm already started sweating. I've only been in here for a few minutes, and I've already started sweating. So I'm going to be... I want to try and be quick, but I want to say a lot about this movie. So on this episode, I will be doing a review of the Australian Oscar contender, Lion. Lion tells the incredible life story of Saru Briley, and the film is adapted from his autobiography, A Long Way Home. When Saru is just five years old, he, w- he awakes alone on a train station platform, goes looking on a train for his older brother, and he falls asleep on this train, and when he wakes up, he's in Kolkata, and he is miles hundreds of miles away from his tiny little village and in Kolkata he escapes possible child extortion and is found by an orphanage where he is then uh, adopted by an Australian couple and moves to Hobart. As an adult, Saru always thinks about his family back in India and wonders if they are still alive. So with the help of Google Earth, he tries to locate his old village and find his family. As I said at the top, this movie has got a, quite a few Oscar nominations and has gotten incredible critical praise. And also here in Australia, it is the first Australian film since Crocodile Dundee over 30 years ago to have topped the Australian box office three weeks in a row. And it deserves everything that it gets because this movie is absolutely amazing. Where do I start with this movie? Everything in it is so good. How about the director, Garth Davis? This is his first feature film. He's done a couple of episodes of that TV show, Top of the Lake, but um, this guy looks like he's been around in the industry for ages, and this is his first feature film. There's a lot of beautiful, wide, sweeping shots of this Indian landscape. Usually, and he's able to use, he's able to make a landfill, essentially, look incredible. Like, it's really, really impressive. The next absolutely incredible thing about this movie is the performances. The entire cast is great, but the three standouts are Nicole Kidman, Dev Patel, and little Sonny Pawar. Nicole Kidman, nominated for an Oscar for this movie, and God, she deserves it. I'm very hit or miss with Nicole Kidman. I usually see her playing really evil, bitchy characters. But this was just such a refreshing turn for her. She was absolutely incredible as this mother. And Dev Patel, also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. First of all, his Australian accent is absolutely incredible. For a British actor to do an Australian accent, like, it can be, it can go horribly wrong. Just look at fucking Pacific Rim. But apart from, like, a few moments, his Australian accent was absolutely spot on. And he does an incredible job at expressing, like, this sadness and fear that he ne- may never see his family back in India ever again. And he was just all round absolutely amazing in this film. Definitely a well-deserved Oscar nomination. But someone who should have gotten an Oscar nomination but didn't is little eight-year-old Sonny Pawar, who plays young Saru. My god, he... For a little kid that didn't speak a word of English, he is 
amazing in this film. Another great thing about this movie is that it's actually told chronologically. Like, when I first saw the trailer, I thought that it was going to follow older Saru for the entire film and then it would flash back to when he was a kid. Nope. You don't see Saru as an adult until about the 45 minute mark of this movie, and I'm so glad that they did that because if when you followed along, along Saru in his childhood, you understand why he feels this way. Like, if it was just to cut to that, and especially like the few visual cues that trigger him to remember something from his childhood back in India, it wouldn't have worked as well. And especially with Saru's story, his, his story is one that needs to be told in this kind of way, and like if it cut, just cut to flashbacks, it wouldn't have been as effective. And I'm really glad the, that Garth Davis decided to do that, as well as the editor. And I will admit, this was the first time that I've ever cried in a cinema. This movie is extremely emotional and really, really sad and uplifting. It's an amazing story, and if you're going to see this movie, which I definitely recommend that you do, you may need to bring in some tissues, because especially the ending of this movie... Oh, just thinking about it, it's bringing a tear to my eye, and that might just be the heat, but it's such an amazing, just an incredible movie, guys. Please, if you if you love Australian film, and you want to, or you just love film in general, please go see it. Support Aussie films, and we'll keep, keep getting incredible movies like Lion, and look, it's probably not going to win Best Picture. Look, La La Land or Moonlight will probably get that. I mean, La La Land's probably going to sweep. It got 14 nominations, and I think Lion got about four, five, or six, and it's probably not going to win any, but as much as I enjoyed La La Land and I'm yet to see Moonlight or a few of the other Oscar-nominated um, Best Picture films, this I want this to win Best Picture by far. And that is Lion, a near-perfect film. My only real complaint with the film was the title. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense until the ending where they explain it in like text over like where are they now kind of text that you see usually at the end of biopics and it explains why the film is called Lion and it it's great. It really is. It makes a lot of sense and it is well worth the payoff. Okay guys, thanks for listening to this much, much shorter episode of Another Bloody Movie Podcast. We are now officially on iTunes, so if you're listening to us on iTunes, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, give us a nice five-star review, it'll help us get up the rankings in the new and noteworthy area. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, also also follow us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also follow us on SoundCloud, and like, give it a like if you enjoyed this, like us on Facebook where we are Another Bloody Movie Podcast. You can follow our Instagram at Another Bloody Movie Pod. If, um, I'm currently looking for sponsors, so if you'd like to sponsor the show, email at another, uh, another bloody movie pod at gmail.com. And you can also follow my personal Instagram at SeanHub, that is S-E-A-N-Hub underscore. And thanks very much for listening, guys. See you later.